Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, yo, we re- 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 represent God. Who you represent? 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 Everybody nowadays be marching in the movement Some ain't gon' like what I'm saying in my song Cause they be marching for the right To do what is the wrong Abortion is a sin Homosex is a sin and if you're born that way Then you could be born again Sometimes I really wonder If this world is listening Cause we are not the same I am a Christian I read the Bible Christ is what I'm into It's just show if he has a relationship with you Take up your cross Deny yourself and follow me If you are a man of God You cannot watch pornography You can't fornicate So throw away the condom I don't care how much honey say she wants them Even when they not looking Rep them to the core Rep them in the public eyes And behind closed doors Who you represent? 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 Government. The rainbow's not a sign of 
covenant This is not a hate speech This is just a warning What you call a lifestyle God already calls it This world is impatient They're constantly racing I switched up a style to bring it to your generation Who needs salvation? You are so unaware There's a God up above And he really do care But you built up a great wall around you like China You're a perfect design to tell me who's your designer Who you represent? 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 Who you represent?
to prayer. And before I go into the message that God has given me for you tonight and for myself as well, I want to just share the lyrics. I'm going to say the lyrics that are in this song. They're so wonderful. I pray God's blessing upon my brother, which is also he's a pastor, Richie Righteous. He pastors a church in Queens, New York. And um, I want you to, to hear the lyrics because I pray that he will never change from his very righteous position in Jesus Christ, meaning that what he is saying is the truth. He is saying he's brave, he's courageous. He's saying so many things that, unfortunately, and to other people's discredit, they're not saying. You know, they want to boast of their pastors. They want to boast of their men and women of God, but they're not willing to speak the truth in love. And so Richie Righteous uh, was led and inspired the Holy Spirit to write this song, and I want you to hear the words. So it's who you represent. And then the response goes, we represent God. We represent God. You've got to keep a close eye on the people that you move with. Everybody nowadays be marching in a movement. Some, they don't like what I'm saying in my songs. They be marching for the right to do what is wrong. Abortion is a sin. Homosexuality, he says homosex is a sin. If you you think you're born that way, then you can be born again. Sometimes I really wonder if this world is listening because we are the same, the Bible. Christ is what I'm into. It should show if he has a relationship with you. Take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me if you're a man of God. You cannot watch pornography. You cannot, you can't fornicate. So throw away the condoms. I don't care how much honey says she wants them. Even when they're not looking, rep him to the cause. Rep him in the public eyes and behind closed doors. Who you represent. Yeah, we represent God. We represent God. Yeah, we rep, 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 represent God. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to start a riot. But I do believe the church has been too quiet. While the world is busy marching, legalizing everything, but what they really want is to legalize sin, same-sex marriages. Let me just testify, once you legalize that, then here comes the pedophile and the polygamist and the one who weed smokes. Next you know you're going to have to legalize real coke. If you push abortion, you are anti-life. This is a lawless society who's anti-Christ. God hates racism, and he hates to see injustice. The question that I'm asking is where are the churches? They keep telling me, learn to tolerate. But when I say what I believe, then they tell me that it's hate. But I love all sinners, and I don't discriminate. When it comes to sin, I refuse to participate. Who you represent? We represent God. We represent God. Yeah, we rep, 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 represent God. Now, come into my classroom. Grab a chair. Please sit. A lot of things we think is cool, God ain't really pleased with. You think you can get away with it because it's done in secret, but you fool yourself because 
he always sees it. I've been bought with a price, and yes, I'm loving it. God so loved the world that his only son covered it. On the cross, I'm under his government. The rainbow is not a sign of gay pride, but of a covenant. This is not a hate speech. This is just a warning. What you call a lifestyle, God already calls it. This world is impatient. They're constantly racing. I switched up my style to bring it to your generation. Who needs salvation? You are so unaware. There's a God up there, and he really does care. But you built up a great wall around you like China. You're a perfect design, but tell me, who is your designer? Who you represent? Yeah, we represent God. We represent God. Yeah, we rep, 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 represent God. And that's the song. Those are the lyrics for the song, Who You Represent. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm humbled by who you are. I'm humbled that you're such a great God and you have such great patience with your children. Lord Jesus, we're broadcasting this in the last month of 2018. We don't know what the future holds. But yet we know that you hold our future. You hold it in your hands. And you know everything to do in the next coming days and weeks and months. You know what you'll allow. You know what you'll not allow. You know what you'll prevent. You know what you'll release. And Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would open up our ears, open up our spiritual understanding, that we would truly be your representatives for such a time as the ones that we're living in, the ones that you have allowed us to be alive in, oh God. We want to represent you well. We do not want to bring shame to your holy name. We do not wish to dishonor you. We do not wish to displease you. We do not wish to be poor ambassadors of you and simultaneously be representing darkness and evil and everything which is contrary to your character. God, open up our minds, open up our hearts, open up our understandings tonight that we might uh, we might get a vision of how you want us to conduct business, how you want us to respond to the world that we're living in and the various challenges that we meet. God, help us tonight, Holy Spirit of God, Help us to be the people that you've called us to be in this end time season. God, use us for your honor and your glory. We repent. We, we repent, oh God, of wickedness. We repent of not speaking up when we should have spoken. Poor ambassadors, God, help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So the question is to you. The question is, to me, every believer, it doesn't depend on where you're living in. It doesn't matter. Whatever nation you're living in, whether it's a closed nation, and most of the people that I'm talking tonight are living in open nations where you can freely express uh, to people the love of God for them. But I am also talking, I'm aware, to those that are in China, which is a communist nation, 
And right now, it's a little bit more difficult than even the few years prior. But I want to encourage you that uh, you can still shine your light for Jesus, even in a closed nation. I've lived in a closed nation. And so I understand some of what you're dealing with. But let's just go into the message tonight. And I want to start out this message with the word of God. I'm going to read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I want to take my time and read from verse 11 all the way to chapter 6 of 2 Corinthians and verse 2. And I'm reading tonight from the New International Version. So here we go, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 11. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we're giving you a reason to be proud of us. So you can answer those who brag about having a secular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our own right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors, making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sins, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it at just the right time. I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. So I've just read um, from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11, all the way to chapter 6. You and I are to be his ambassadors, Christ's ambassadors. I think it's very necessary to understand the meaning of Christian, especially when we think about today. My goodness, in today's world, we are quick to use that term Christian. And we often, you know, word thrown around, you know, I'm a Christian, they're a Christian. I've even read about Christians that are now swapping wives and swapping husbands, and they're saying that they're, they're devout Christians. Come on, give me a break. Swinging Christians. 
I've heard about, uh, I've read in different articles about supposedly Christians now burning and melting the purity rings. These are rings that used to be used and sometimes still used for young people to wear them, and they're dedicating themselves to living a celibate, pure life before they enter marriage. And so now this one woman is claiming to be a pastor, and she was written about in a supposedly a Christian magazine, and they're saying that this woman is a Christian pastor who is burning the purity rings to melt them and to make a gold image of a vagina, a woman's genitalia. I'm telling you, you and I are living in some very wicked and strange days, speaking on this broadcast. And we are adults, and even if we have children listening, they understand their bodily parts. But this woman is promoting that the purity rings that uh, were worn by Christian young women were keeping them back. And it was not necessary according to her teaching. And sad to say, even one of the people that was promoting chastity among young people, he has now... um, said that he repents of that and he's no longer teaching chastity and he's no longer teaching that people should wear purity rings. I don't know what he's teaching now. But what I'm trying to express is that these people that are doing contrary to Christ and his teaching are calling themselves Christians. And even the Christian magazines are calling them Christians, instead of calling them what they really are, which is heretics and perverted people. And you might say, well, Sister Pearl, well, who do you think you are? Well, I'll answer that. I believe I'm a Christian. I believe I'm a Christ follower. Does that mean that I live a perfect life, that I have never sinned before God? Of course not. Of course I have sinned against a holy God, but I've repented of my sins. And even when I find myself sinning now, by the the power of the Holy Spirit that indwells me, I am quick to repent. And I pray that I will be quick to repent and turn from sin in my life because my desire is not to continue sinning. And I have been endowed with power from on high power is no less than the dunamis of the Holy Spirit who indwells me, and he gives me the power to say no to the devil and to say yes to God. And so any time that I do not take indwells me, I sin. But am I saying that to live a sinful life is good? Of course not. A living a sinful life is not honoring to God. And so My desire is to live a life that is in accordance with the will of God. So as a Christian, I don't willfully go ahead and sin. 
And if I do, I'm quick to repent. But my lifestyle is not one of sinning. My lifestyle is one of honoring Jesus Christ and following Jesus Christ. And I know I'm not the only one. There are millions of Christians that honor and desire to follow Jesus Christ. So let's talk about what we just read from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're taught in that passage that we are to be his ambassadors. So I think, first of all, it's necessary to understand the meaning of a Christian, what is a Christian, before we can even go further. So a Christian is one who professes belief in the teachings of Jesus Christ. And we're talking about tonight, who do you represent? So as a Christian, you are claiming that you believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Not only if you say that you're a Christian, do you believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ, but you're saying by the very term Christian that you are a follower. Follow Christ and his teachings, just as in any other faith. If one claims to be a Buddhist, they follow the teachings of Buddha. If you're a Muslim, you follow the teaching of Mohammed. If you're a Jew, you follow the teaching that's laid out in the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. However, if you're a completed Jew or a Messianic Jew, you also follow the teachings of Christ because you recognize Christ as your promised Messiah. So what am I getting at? One cannot rightfully claim to be a Christian if that same person does not even know or adhere to, which means stick to, the teachings of the one who they claim to follow. We just recently heard about a very up-and-coming, very well-known Christian artist, a female singer, when asked the question, what do you think about homosexuality? Is homosexuality a sin? She responded, well, I don't really know. And if somebody else does, I'd like them to tell me. Well, if you don't know that homosexuality, that means you're a man that you want to have a sexual relationship with a man. And if you're a woman, then you want to have a sexual relationship with another woman. If you don't know that that is wrong before a holy God, if you don't know that he calls that an abomination, one that he hates, a sin, not the people, but the sin, that practice, that act, he detests it. Why? Because it goes very contrary to his design. He designed a man and a woman to be in a physical sexual relationship after they marry, not even before they marry but when they have a covenant relationship with each other in holy matrimony, he blesses that. He never ordained for a man to put his male genitalia in the backside. Sometimes, you know, we need to say it like it is. We need to say it like it is. Because what we've been doing in this generation is not speaking the truth in love. So we've been covering stuff up, saying what it is, calling it what it is, and being fakes, 
instead of really exposing the enemy. So homosexuality, when a man goes with another man, he is putting what God has given him in the backside of another man, of a man or a woman, is for us to release what we excrete, to release fecal matter. It is not meant for a man to lie down with another man. Thing is going to be produced out of that, but wickedness. That which we should get rid of, not that which we should, we should put in. So we need to keep it real. And Sister Pearl is going to keep it real with you tonight. In the words of Sister Pearl, God does not bless homosexual sin. He does not bless sin of any kind, of any color, of any shape, of anything. He does not bless sin. He does not bless lying. He does not bless fornication. He does not bless adultery. He does not bless murder. He does not bless those things. He does not bless it. He's against it. And so this woman said, well, I don't really know what God has to say about that, what the Bible says about that. And if anybody else knows, well, then I'd like them to tell me. Instead of answering the question and being honest. No, what it is is that in America, many of us, not all of us, thank God, but not only in America and Canada and free world Western countries, we now are trying to dumb down the gospel message. If you don't know what it says in the word of God, then the Bible tells us, Paul told his spiritual son, Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, do your best to present yourself to God. The King James says, study yourself to show yourself approved of God. And, and NIV, do your best to present yourself to God as one who is approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and does not bring shame to a holy God and who correctly handles the word of truth. If you don't know what to say before the world, if you don't know how to answer a simple question like what does God say about homosexuality and is it a sin, if you don't know how to answer that, then don't go on these shows. Don't go on these programs and tell the people that you are a follower of Christ. Just tell them, I like to sing. Singing is my career, and that's exactly what she said. She never said it was her ministry. She said it was her career. And she's not the only one. We've got some of the largest church in the United States. He also said that, that he's not sure. He's not really sure. Well, how are you going to pastor the largest church in America, and you're really not sure about what the Bible says about homosexuality? How are you going to pastor a church and you don't have a clear word about abortion? We got a big pastor in New York City. He said he doesn't speak against abortion. Abortion, of course, is taking a human life in the womb of its mother. But he said he doesn't know. He's not going to talk about that because it depends on the circumstance. Are you joking me? Are you kidding? This is why uh, this brother wrote this song, Who, who, Who Do You Represent? Who are exactly you representing here? Are you representing Christ, representing some other gospel that you made up? 
a false gospel. And at least, I must say, for the Muslims, you know, the real radical Muslim, they're not trying to misrepresent what Muhammad said. So why, why, why would the Christian try to misrepresent what Christ said? You know, what we don't hear and what we need to hear about is the word of God found in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 38 and 39. And thank God, Richie Righteous did allude to that. He did mention that. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. What does that mean? If you're not willing, if I'm not willing to take up my cross daily and follow the Lord Jesus Christ, I am not worthy of calling myself a Christian. Can I say that again? Well, thank you. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Finds their life, will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And then, so if I say I'm a Christ follower, I automatically saying to the world, I am an ambassador. And who is an ambassador? What is an ambassador? An ambassador is a person who acts as a representative or promoter of a specified activity. An ambassador is an authorized representative or messenger. If I don't know the message, then why am I going to go on television, on radio programs, tell the people that I'm a Christian artist and I don't even know the basic tenets of the word of God. I don't know what is sin from what is not sin. I don't know what it is to be saved. We're saved from sin. We're to his marvelous light. We're not like the sinners. I mean, what is going on here? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 20. Imitate God, therefore, in everything that you do, because you are his dear children. Imitate him. Amen. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. These are not Sister Pearl's words. This is the word of God found in Ephesians chapter 5. The last verse I just read was verse 6. I'm going to read it again. Be fooled 
by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Oh, why does God get angry? I had somebody in a Sunday school class ask me, well, does God hate? I don't think God hates anything. Oh, yes, he does. He hates sin. He hates sin so much that he allowed his only begotten son to go on a cross and be killed, be crucified, be nailed to that cross so that he might shed his blood and give his life as a ransom to pay for the penalty of your sin and my sin. That's how much God hates sin. He loves you, but he hates sin. Don't get it twisted. Verse 7, do not participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, that means in the past, not presently. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light. From the Lord. So before we met Jesus Christ and He transformed our lives and He brought us out of darkness, we were full of darkness. But now that we have come, we have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. The pastor who was baptizing the people in our church today, he said that one of his professors in the seminary said that baptism. When people are going down into the waters to die to their old life and, and be resurrected to new life in Jesus Christ, because that's what water baptism symbolizes. He said, for those of you that go down, now you should live wet. You should live like people that have been baptized, be, people that have been um, made new in Jesus Christ. Live wet, don't live dry. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and of darkness. Instead, expose them. And this is what Richie Righteous was doing in that song, Who, Who, Who You Represent. It is shameful, verse 12, even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper. Rise up from the dead. Christ will give you light. Verse 15, so be careful how you live, ambassadors. I just threw that in, ambassadors. People that are reconciling people back to God. Be careful how you and I live. Don't live like fools, but live but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your heart. Thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So who do you represent? 
if we're not willing to stand for Christ in a nation where we, up until this present time, we're not likely to get our heads chopped off, like we've seen some of our brothers had their heads chopped off in nations and regions beyond, in some of these, you know, radical nations, Islamic nations, where they made Christian men kneel down and have their heads chopped off. You and I, are, if you and I are not willing to stand for Christ in a nation that is not chopping off our heads, we don't have to, you know, go to jail right now because we claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. If we have problems, listen to this. This is, this is the real crux of the matter here tonight. If we have problems with answering simple and clear questions about what God says in his word to the world, then why are we calling ourselves Christians? Why are we claiming to be Christ's followers? We need to stop. If we're not willing to identify with Jesus Christ, please. And you might say, well, oh, Sister Pearl, that's easy for you to say because you're not a big artist. You don't have millions of followers. You don't, you know, you're not out there pertains to whether you have an influence of two people or you have an influence of millions of people, whoever you happen to be. You don't get a different standard because God has raised you up and now you have an audience of millions. You have a greater responsibility, not a lesser one. Hello? If you don't know what he says about clear issues, then you need to get in the word of God and study to show yourself approved like we read before. It is high time that the church of Jesus Christ stops dumbing down the gospel message. Always remember that simply being a nice person who gets along with everyone does not make one pleasing to God. And remember, having everyone like you should not be the aim of the believing child, son or daughter of the Most High God. Being obedient, being obedient to him is the taste test, if you will. That's the proof that you and I are his children. If we obey him, if we do what he tells us to do, that is the evidence that we have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is the test, and that is the proof. We must bear fruit that we are, that will show that fruit is the evidence that we're abiding in his vine, and we're not products of the devil or bearing satanic fruit. How does the world know who we really are? It's by the fruit that we're demonstrating. Remember the song that we're playing at the beginning of this broadcast, who, who, who you represent. The world is extremely opposite of Christ and goes contrary to what he would want his children to do. And it goes contrary to where he would want his children to go. Now, listen to this. God speaks very much against However, the world boasts about being proud of their sin and re- 
rebellion against a holy God. They have pride marches. Are you listening? They call their marches pride marches. They march down the streets clearly announcing that we are proud of living in rebellion against God. Now let me tell you what the word of God says. And and notice that they will always do this on a Sunday. Hello. They will do it always on a Sunday. They will hold their marches, their pride marches on Sundays. Why? Because that's the day where people, the majority of people around the world, not everybody, but the great majority, honor that day to go and separate that day to go and worship God. So they will now hold their pride marches on Sunday. Because that will conflict with the day that we worship and humble ourselves before God, of course. See, that's what the devil always does. Now look at, look at what the Bible says, what God says in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13 about pride. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate. Here I am answering that young man that asked me in my Sunday school class. But how can God hate anything? Well, here he says, I hate pride and arrogance. I hate evil behavior and perverse speech. We've got preachers in this year that get on the pulpit and use the four-letter F word, and I'm not talking about from. They use the four-letter F word on the pulpit now with no shade. And I'm not talking about somebody that curses and then by mistakes, by mistake uses it and then slips and then says, oh, I'm sorry to the congregation. No, 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 no. I'm talking about preachers that they, they use that word all the time. They use the four-letter F word and all kinds of different terms of that word on the pulpit now. Now, the word of God says, again, I'm going to repeat it, to fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. So God hates that. If you're listening to me, preachers, stop using profanity. Don't use profanity behind closed doors. Don't use it in your mind. Don't use it in, from your, let, let it not escape your mouth. Don't have it in your heart. Do not use perverse speech. Do not think perverse words. Because God says, I hate pride. I hate arrogance. I hate evil behavior. I hate perverse speech. Then he says in Proverbs 11, verse 2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Wow. But with humility comes wisdom. It's a very sad and dark day when the church will willfully silence the truth of God. When we're going to be asked about the things that pertain to life and godliness, we're going to be asked about them, but we're going to answer, we don't know what the Bible says. 
about various issues in our world today. We don't know. We don't have a clue. We want somebody in the world to come and tell us what the Bible says. My, my, my. My, my, my. Shame on us. Condemning that precious sister. But it is a shame that she got on there and said what she said. Why? This is When you say that you're a Christian, whether you like it or not, you become an influencer. Everybody, listen to me, everybody, whether you have an audience of one or two, if you're a mother and you have two children, you influence their lives. If you're a father, you have one child, you influence their lives. If you go to a job and they know that you're a Christian, you automatically influence them for good or for bad. If you're a teacher in the public school and you claim to be a, if you've been brought up and lifted up to be able to sing in front of masses of people, but you don't know. Listen, you said that you went into a prison and sang before thousands and thousands of prisoners and then that tape was released on social media, so other prisoners and other prisons began to see it. And you don't know that homosexuality is a sin. Don't you know that there are men that are sodomizing other men in prison, and you just said that you don't know that that's wrong? May God have mercy. God have mercy. So now those that are the perpetrators, sodomizing younger and weaker men in the prison. You don't know that that's wrong. Lesbian women that are, you know, enticing and seducing and raping other women, if you, if that were possible, but jump on and take sexual advantage and molest other women in the prison. You don't know that that's wrong. You don't know that that's wrong. Because you don't know what the Bible says. And then worse, other Christians are now trying to cover you. Oh, well, let's not say anything. Well, of course we got to say something. We're not going to condemn this woman. We're not killing her. We love her. We pray for her. We pray to God that she repent. But what she did is not good. And trying to cover it up and trying to, you know, cut it down and make it look like it's no big deal. No, it's a big deal. If God raises you to a higher position, you've got a greater responsibility, not a lesser one. And it's time that we stop, you know, lying. How about that? It's time that the church of God stops lying. Guess what? Because only... By speaking the truth in love, does a man and a woman get set free from bondage and sin and devastation? Lying, saying we don't know when we very well do know, is not a women free. And if you're not a believer, then please don't tell people that you're a Christian. Tell them that you're a singer. Sing worldly songs that don't honor God so people don't get confused. 
young men, young women, teenagers will get confused because they figure, well, if you're convoluting the message, they can do it too. People need to look up to people in this hour and in this day. If you made a mistake, which you did, just say, I was wrong. I should have honored Christ. I didn't. Just repent. I've made mistakes. I've said things that I regretted, but then I had to come back and repent. If I've said it publicly, I have to say it publicly. I'm still waiting for one preacher that got in the pulpit, and he said that the homosexual is like the, you know, the modern-day homosexual is like the Good Samaritan, or that the Good Samaritan is like the modern homosexual. Get out of here. The homosexual is not like the Good Samaritan. You said it publicly, you got to change it publicly. you got to repent of it publicly and explain the truth publicly. It's not a joke. People get confused. This is serious business. This is not about, you know, let's all be nice. Nice people killed Jesus. Do you understand that? Nice people were the ones that were putting their clothing before him on the ground for his, the donkey that he rode to come across. Those were the nice people that were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. They were nice people that took off their coats, took off their robes, took off uh, their shawls and put it on the ground and let that coat walk on it because they were being nice. The same nice people were the ones who cried out, crucify him. We'd rather have Barabbas. This is not about being nice. Please, people of God, in all of the countries that are listening to this message, who, who, who do you represent? I represent God. The true and the living God. This is not a joke. The reason that God told us about some things that he hates is because of very real reasons. Do you know that the biggest population that are dropping dead from homosexual sin are young men in their teens? Fake news is not covering that. They're dropping dead like flies, older men, doing things with them that are not pleasing to God. women that have been caught in lesbian sin, women with women. It's not good. It's not clean. It's not godly. They can try to make themselves look nice. God hates it. And some of them are taking their lives. Most of them are alcoholics, drugging themselves because they're unhappy. Because sin always makes you unhappy. I don't care how they try to make it look. They're unhappy in sin. Sin is shameful. It makes one unhappy. It, it takes away your joy. It takes away your peace. And so much other sin, all sin, leads to destruction. Who do you represent, church? If you want, if you claim that you want to see men and women set free, by all means, preach the truth in love. You don't have to kill somebody. Tell them, you know, the worst possible. Tell them that God loves them. Tell them that God has a plan for their life, that God has better for them than the way they're living right now. Tell them that, you know, that's your past. God wants to give you a future. 
quote to them Jeremiah 29, 11. And Father God, in the remaining moments, I pray that the church of God around the world will get it. Who do we represent? We want to represent you. We want to represent God. We want to represent you in the way that you deserve to be represented. Preaching the truth of the gospel in love. God, help us to do this in Jesus' name. Amen. To water it down and be willing to die for, for you so that souls might be saved and set free for eternity. The same thing you demand of your other children around the world, you demand of us. God bless you. This is your sister Pearl from Reaching Out Radio. I love you, but God loves you more. Until next time, walk with the king today and be a blessing. Bye-bye.